Bush and Richie here with another Stay at Home Time podcast. I think we've both got the same issue going on just before we get going on the show. Both Richie and I have incredible pimples around our nasal areas. So if you listen to the show and think, oh, they seem like they're in good moods. Well, that's just the level of performance that we go beyond pain to bring you entertainment on a daily basis. For me, Bush, it's been a two-day frustration. I've actually got a pimple up my nose, all right? The inside of my nose, there is a pimple. Now, I understand that the body needs to do all sorts of fabulous and wonderful things to keep itself working and cleansed and doing what it needs to do. But I don't understand why it needs to form a pimple inside my nose. It's so painful. Yeah, because if it's like, say it's the wall of your nose, right, or something like that, it's got two choices. It can either go outside where a spot should be or just be <laughs> awkward and get stuck on the inside, which is weird. For me, I've got it in the very top of my moustache line, just oh. at the base of my nose. And uh, yep. well, I was picking at it the other well, yesterday and Katie said to me, my nose is the size where I can't afford to have anything else big going on it, which has just really <laughs> hurt me quite badly. I do have oh, a big charming. schnoz. Charming thing you know? to say from your other half. That's lovely. Thank you. Yeah, isn't it nice? So hey. it's so painful, though. My God, it's painful. Well, look, if you are a nosologist listening to this show right now and uh, you'd Does like to work? give us some of your... Yes. Uh, like to give us uh, some of your expert uh, knowledge as to uh, why these things happen, uh, you know what to do. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Oh, it is actually a thing. Nosology. Why me? I don't know, I shouldn't have done. It sounds like a nightclub uh, in Iapa. <laughs> Nosology. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. I didn't have any company last night. A, uh, a rare night in. Uh, rare because obviously we've all been locked down. Uh, but uh, last night my wife popped out with a blanket to go and sit socially distanced uh, from a couple of her friends uh, in their back garden to catch up face to face for the first time in ages, which meant that I had control of the telly and I could watch whatever I want. And Bush, I have to tell you, I went proper niche last night. Uh, I had a craving. I had a craving for some sports and I thought I'll have a look at the sports channels, see if they're offering up some kind of retro classic game of football or a classic game of cricket that I can watch and remind myself of, of better times. But I stumbled across a channel that was showing live football last night. I'd never even heard of the channel. It was called Free Sports Live. Don't know who they are or where they come from. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that's what that's what I said in the top. That corner. sounds like you know, you know when you go into a pub and they are uh, let's <laughs> just say illicitly streaming live Premier League games with foreign dubbing over the top. It sounds a bit like that, doesn't it? Well, this one was streaming the Portuguese Premier League, uh, and it was a match between Famalicão. Never heard of them. Uh, yeah. Porto, who I have heard of. I think Jose used to manage them. They won the Champions League. Uh, Familicao versus Porto. I watched a full 25 minutes, half an hour of it. Um, no crowd, obviously, but it was proper football. It was live football. You could hear everything the players were saying. Couldn't understand what they were saying. You could hear every crunching tackle every time the ball hit the post. It was great fun. Didn't know any of the players. But wow, how's that for niche? The Portuguese Premier League, half an hour of it last night. 
Do you know the weird thing is? I think I might be an unusual football fan in that I'm not. I'm I'm not a football fan. I'm an Everton fan. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm not that. Which probably goes hand in hand actually. So I, I don't think I, I would never watch like really a, a game that involves teams that isn't anything to do with Everton. Do you know what I mean? That sounds really weird. I would never sit and watch like a a game even when the Bundesliga was on the other week and started up. It, it was no draw for me because I don't know who any of them are. So did you did you feel emotionally invested with these people running around who you had no idea who they were in a million years? Um, I didn't feel emotionally invested, uh, but I was enjoying just watching. I was enjoying watching sport. I'm the kind of person when I used to have a dog. If I walked out on a Sunday morning and there was a, a game of football going on in the park. <laughs> I'd love walking yeah. around the pitch just watching people play football that weren't very good and uh, just enjoying the battle and thinking, cool, he's a bit useless or, oh, that one's handy and all that. And I, so I, I actually did quite enjoy the game. Yeah, maybe it's a lockdown thing. I think we've been starved of any form of sporting activity. So, you know, people have been watching uh, old games. Rock and roll football have been commentating on, yeah. you know, classic matches from the past. But I know what you mean. Even in the park, if you see someone kick a ball, you'd happily sit down and watch it for 10 minutes because it's the only outlet for sport we've had. But here's the thing, right? It doesn't have to be just sports, all right? And I don't want this to just be about football or sport. If there has been some niche viewing that you have got yourselves into, so away from the big hitters, all right, away from the big normal channels that you might watch, if there's been a niche programme on a niche channel that you've got really into and you want to shout about it, you want to share it and say, you should watch this. This is what I've really got into. Tell us about it. This is the chance right now. Text us 8-12-15 or tweet us at Absolute Radio and get on the old free sports live. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Do you know what, for me, uh, and this kind of links into something we were talking about last night on the show, you know I was saying last night our youngest daughter, Thea, has been a bit of a sleep monkey during the lockdown. Mm. So I've found myself getting up with her at like one o'clock in the morning. And the whole point I've always done with it, particularly even with our eldest daughter, who's 10 now, is try and put on something that, for a kid, it's the worst thing in the world. That's going to bore them back <laughs> to sleep. Although I love it. Uh, and I, I watch YouTube quite a bit through through the, you know you can I still think it's almost like magic you know you can point your phone towards the telly and cast YouTube onto it I don't know how it works but it kind of yes. it just comes on it's amazing I don't yes. know how to get it off again but it just comes <laughs> on uh, and uh, obviously as you well know I am a complete board game nerd and some of these games now are incredibly difficult to learn and stuff like that as well so what I do if Thea wakes up in the night and this was it happened just two nights ago I'll go on and put a board game tutorial video on YouTube through the telly uh, and uh, if you're getting into board games there's a guy called Ricky Royal who is a fantastic fantastic chap and a really good he's got a brilliant knack of explaining complicated games and making them really accessible find him on YouTube, you'll t you'll learn some stuff in the process, and if you've got kids who wake up in the middle of the night, it'll get them back to sleep again for you in about forty-five minutes. Adams tweeted and said, "Yeah, I watched the game. Turned out to be an upset, a win for Familia Cow over Porto. Porto's first goal back in Portuguese football, unfortunately scored by a fellow called Jesus Corona, uh, which uh, has an unfortunate topicality for it. Uh, but we have been asking you if there has been niche TV." that you have ended up watching uh, over the last 10 weeks or so, whether it be a channel or a programme, and you need more of us to know about it, uh, tweet us at Absolute Radio or uh, text us 81215. Uh, Billy says he's found himself watching repeats of Bruce's Price is Right on Challenge TV at 5am in the morning. I'm imagining back in the day, 
that wasn't niche, but I'd say it was now. Joe Weirdly, uh, a bit of TV that might open the door to some more even niche TV watching for me. Anyone else watch the brilliant documentary about Les Dawson that was on the other night? I think they're wheeling out all these old documentaries, The Life Ofs, because obviously not that much is being made at the moment during lockdown. And I've forgotten what a fantastic comedian he was. You know, brilliant type of old school British entertainer. And I said to Katie last night when we were watching telly, it's going to make me sit in front of the computer and go back and watch a load of old Les Dawson TV shows. And maybe that's what that guy was doing, watching, you know, an old master of the craft, Brucey, doing his thing. Maybe it's that kind of angle that people are going down. Definitely. 8 or 15 for yours. Tweets at Absolute Radio, please. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, my other half, Katie, and our oldest daughter, Erin, watched this thing. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. It's a TV show from America where the contestants have to stay up for 24 hours without sleeping and then count money and then do tasks <laughs> and remember how much money they counted <laughs> earlier on. Honestly, it's the weirdest thing, but they are absolutely hooked on it. Uh, Louise from Berkshire says, Marble racing on YouTube is strangely exciting and compelling to watch. How do you race a marble? Surely they run out of steam once physics gives up on their rolling. I have to check out YouTube. I'm going to have to. A billion Norwich says it's not sport related, but History 101 on Netflix is my go to at the moment. Have you heard of this? Yes, we nearly started watching it the other night. we just got to get the Michael Jordan, The Last Dance Brilliant documentary series out of the way, then we're going to start on it. The first episode, I think, is about the creation of the Big Mac. Oh, you've got me there. <laughs> you've got me there. Uh, Angela in East Lothian says, Guys, maybe not completely niche, but definitely a lockdown special. I've been watching The Golden Girls from the start on Channel 5 every weekday. What a trip down memory lane. (laughs) That's great. And this text says, I've never done this before. My name is Ed Crocom. I have discovered Bob Ross doing the joy of painting on BBC Four weekdays at 7pm. I have no artistic skill whatsoever, but it's a great programme. Is that that's the guy on Peep Show they used to refer to as God, isn't it? Is, is that <laughs> yes. guy? Absolute Radio. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, staying with sports, Karen in Chatham says, uh, free sports shows ice hockey. I watched the Team GB Olympic qualifiers on there earlier this year. Do you know what I mean? It was many, many years ago. I was at university in America in UMass. We used to go and watch the ice hockey every weekend, mainly for the sport, but mainly for the fights. The fighting in <laughs> ice hockey is fantastic. Best bit about it. Uh, Niche TV, Ancient Aliens, absolute mind blower, says Jim. I've looked that one up, looks fantastic. I think history show it as well. And it's, uh, it's, it's all sorts of events and legends over the periods of time where there may well have been uh, communication between the human right. race and extraterrestrial. What's that sound for? I'm, I'm seeing in my mind, anyone else seeing in their mind, just close their eyes. I'm seeing slightly poor mid-90s CGI graphics of a pyramid taken off with thrusters underneath it and it goes into the space. Unfortunate that you're being like this. Uh, ancient aliens. Anyway, Stu from Durham says, Bush uh, and Richie, my daughter is a massive K-pop fan. I stumbled across, uh, across a Korean TV channel on Sky, which is full of K-pop documentaries. And being the nice dad I am, I showed her it. Big mistake, it's now on every waking moment. <laughs> and Dr Pimple Popper has come in from oh. Doug in Bolton. It's on TLC, it's gruesome and fascinating. You react like you might have seen that, Bush. 
I just anyone, and I know there are people out there that like it. If you watch or like to watch people popping spots, you have some serious problems. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Bush and Richie here, home time on a Thursday night. That's it for another No Repeat Guarantees. Back tomorrow on the Dave Berry Breakfast Show from nine. Uh, and make sure you don't miss the breakfast show tomorrow. A real interesting story developing. Dave Street are having an outdoors drink soiree, aka street party. But some residents on his road don't want to play ball. Find out why they've got a diplomatic incident tomorrow morning on the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. I hope it's nothing to do with actual Dave. I worry, I worry it might be something to do with Dave. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what Dave's worried about as well. Dave, <laughs> all right, stay strong, stay strong. Do you know what uh, I reckon Chrissy, he's been doing? Yeah. I wonder if he's been, has he been sneaking his empties into other people's um, recycling? It's a neighbourly bugbear, it's, that kind of thing, isn't it? It is, isn't it? And what's the problem? Just share it around. Every, if you've got space, welcome other people's bottles. Come on. Dave, once again, we speak directly to you. Uh, Chrissy has tweeted saying, my daughters and I have started watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch on E4. They think the talking cat is hilarious, saying like, mum, these graphics are really, really bad. Look, (laughs) we've been asking for your niche TV shows, and I think we should shut this down right now, because if it's turning into the kids of today laughing at the old shows that we used to like just because the CGI is rubbish, I'm not having that put down as a niche TV show. And this is, man, that is like way even before CGI. That's literally someone's hand up a, uh, well, up somewhere. Yeah. Don't want to go into it in too much detail. Uh, Sally and Devon has come up with a really interesting one. Her niche programme that they've been watching at the moment is, and what a fantastic title this is, Isolation E-Racing Series Virtual Motorsports Live, which as far as I can tell is just sitting there watching some scally kid uh, play a, a racing game on his Xbox, isn't it? Isn't that what that it is? It really is. It really is, yes. Bizarre. Well, if you think that's strange, how about this from Dawn in Nottingham? I'm really enjoying watching Jason Manford play the 90s game Broken Sword on his YouTube channel. I love the game anyway, but it's even better watching one of your favourite comedians play it. Jason, what are you up to? Wow, what, uh, what retro game can he play next? There's so many out there. Good on him. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So we were talking in the first hour of the show with you guys about Nice TV. And speaking of telly, we were sat watching telly last night and a, a clip came on the news about the Premier League starting soon. And, you know, they have like library footage and stuff. And it, I think they were showing Man United's players getting on the bus after a game with their backpacks and earphones on and all that kind of thing. And I kid you not, no word of a lie, my partner Katie turned to me on the couch and asked me, and this is honestly true. She asked me if Premier League football players get dropped off at their houses by the team bus on the way back from a game. <laughs> Which is unbelievable. So, like, imagine that the bus driver is just, you know, if you, you live on the ring road, you get really annoyed because, like, uh, Solska gets dropped off first before you can get you're the last one back. Isn't that amazing? I love that. Uh, that is brilliant. That is a, a wonderfully innocent question. And in defence to your Katie, yeah. I will say that I did once... I'm sure I've said of this before. I was at Winchester Services on a Saturday morning once (laughs) and I saw Harry Redknapp, who was at that point manager of Spurs, giving a lift up to the game uh, with his assistant manager, who was called Kevin Bond, and they were sharing the car together. Harry was paying for the petrol. Kevin was sorting out the drinks. 
They, so they do, they do, they can travel together. So Katie's not completely off the mark there with the idea that the premiership, premiership football players get dropped off one by one at home, like at the end of a school trip. Not quite as far off the mark as she may have thought, but she is off the mark. Do you know what, I think people in your lives sometimes come out with these comments that uh, without thinking, they just come out of their mouths and they go down as a classic. Like that in our house now, I'm going to call that a Katie classic. Uh, and I remember my brother Simon came out with a beauty. I remember my dad's telling my brother Simon about Lord Lucan. So my dad said to my brother, Lord Lucan disappeared while the police were interviewing him. And my brother asked, what, while he was actually sat there? Like as if he disappeared in a puff of smoke. And my, my dad was like, no, obviously during the course of the interviews. Uh, so, and it's gone down as a Simon classic. So look, we want to know tonight on the show, what innocent yet amusing thing as a friend or family member or partner asked or said to you that's gone down as folklore in your household? Is it up there with Katie's comment about Premier League football players getting dropped off of their houses one by one on a school bus? 8, 12, 15 to text the show, or you can dob them in by Twitter at Absolute Radio. Do it now. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. I will never forget my little brother uh, when I was watching Executive Decision with Kurt Russell. Great movie. Oh, great Uh, film. Great film, and right at the beginning of it, Steven Seagal, who's been hiding in uh, the undercarriage of the plane, falls from the plane to the earth. Spoiler alert. Uh, and spoiler alert, oh, he's pretty old now. <laughs> and uh, my brother turns to me and goes, he's not dead, is he? I went, well, generally when you fall from a plane, it doesn't end up very well. And he's, he's like, yeah, but he's, he's Steven Seagal. And it's like 10 minutes into the film. I went, no, he's, he's dead. He's pretty much oh, dead. You should have told him he landed on the awning, uh, uh, like a campsite awning. So that would be good, wouldn't it? Although they were very brave to kill off Seagal right at the beginning of that film. It caught me by surprise, I have to admit. Mid-90s, Seagal, top of his game. Uh, Andrew says, My sister-in-law was being followed by my wife in her car, uh, where she got her old Mini between two cars. She got through and drove off, leaving my wife in her Volvo estate stranded. Later, when my wife caught up with her, she said, Well, I fitted through. I thought all cars are the same width, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's great. I love the logic of it. Bold as brass as well. Daryl says, uh, we were looking at the International Space Station going over our house a few weeks ago, and my mate's missus asked him, where does it take off from? Which is superb. And Coxie says, uh, in 2012, on a family trip into London, we commented on how buildings no longer looked festive along the M4. My sister said that the building had a huge bow, but they could have at least taken the Olympic rings down. And we had to point out to her it was the Audi building. And every year I have to remind her of it. There you go. That's gone into folklore in their household as a classic. My wife asked me if Sir Walter Raleigh invented the bike, says this nameless texter. (laughs) Raleigh Chopper. That's fantastic. Uh, this one here from Neil says me and my wife were once looking at a map of France trying to decide where to go for a holiday it was an individual map of France no bordering countries or anything we were checking out the west and south coast but she decided it was too expensive eventually she looked east and said hey what about the east coast of France we went to Normandy that year and I now roll that out at every party and barbecue ever since love it (laughs) I just want to defend very quickly as well the the knighting of Sir Walter Raleigh for inventing the bike I mean that's a fair assumption you know if you'd invented the chopper you'd you'd expect to be knighted 
Yeah, it didn't. Well, he did. He had something to do with potatoes, though, right? Didn't he? So what, <laughs> yes, right? he, he was involved did, in the potato yeah. market. Something yes. like that. Yeah, not bikes. Uh, Mike in Chippenham emailed says we once came home from shopping to a smell of gas. I screamed at my girlfriend, who's now my wife, "Don't touch any light switch." Went into the kitchen to find the hob on, turned it off, opened all the windows. Job was done. My girlfriend then came in and said, "That smell is awful. Shall I light some scented candles to get rid of the smell?" <laughs> any mention of scented candles. To this day, makes one of us smile and the other scowl and snap. You know what I meant? God, honestly, that is quite terrifying. How close they came to being in the opening 10 minutes of that TV show, Casualty. Yes. Uh, Johnny in Wokingham says, Guys, my late mother in law was interested in selling some old knickknacks uh, and asked my youngest son, Ollie, if he could sell them for her on Baywatch. <laughs> Absolutely priceless, he adds. And one here from Andy in Shropshire who says, a friend of mine called Andy thought that wind turbines that generate electricity were there for global warming purposes as he thought they were giant fans <laughs> to cool the earth down. Oh, that is brilliant. That is, he might have invented something there. That's a fantastic idea and it shouldn't be sniffed at. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Just another one from our house. I remember coming back home from school and telling my mum excitedly that I got 70% in my test. And she asked me out of how many, which has uh, gone down in family folklore as well. Math's never a strong point for my mum, Geraldine. Uh, meanwhile, uh, this text here says we were watching Bargain Hunt and the late David Barbie, RIP, was one of the experts. I said to my aunt Pat that David has actually passed away now. And she said, what, after this was recorded? I said, yeah, absolutely. Well, he says something about Sherlock, but I can't say on the radio. <laughs> That's great. Uh, my friend asked how the pilot sees out of the back window when he's reversing the plane, no. uh, said Claire. That's a belter. Oh. And, <laughs> St- <laughs> and Stephen self-confesses. He says, when they were doing away with the half-pence coin, I was worried I might lose some money. So my mum said, don't worry, they will exchange it for a little while. Uh, my, my response was, yeah, but how much is that worth? Still 30-odd later in family folklore. I was only five or six at the time, and yes, I've gone on to become an accountant, so money was obviously important even from a young age. There you go. It was his destiny right from the beginning. And I absolutely love this text. This is brilliant. Uh, This sums it up perfectly. Uh, It says, whilst at a train station, my sister saw racing pigeons being loaded for a race down south. How will they know when to get off, she asked, which is fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> next stop, everyone. Guys, next stop. We're off next. <laughs> the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Home time with Bush and Richie on a Thursday night. Uh, one last silly comment that uh, someone said that's become legend in your house. Just because I think this is, we've talked about this on the show before. Andy says, my wife, also called Katie, once exclaimed that, once exclaimed that if one is ever walking downhill, they must be heading south. She's no longer allowed to navigate anywhere. Didn't you, didn't you say something similar to that, Richie? I'm sure. Uh, when I have driven from north to south, I've always found that it is predominantly downhill, yes. And I stand with that. When you look at, when you look at our position on the globe, uh, we're very much at the top of the globe, aren't we? So if you oh, drive north to south... 
It's going to feel that way. I don't know about that. We, we haven't got time to deal with this here, but I, I feel this could come back to haunt us at some point in the future. <laughs> I've, I'm, I'm sure I've tested it out. Uh, sea level is higher up north than it is down south. I've driven John O'Gross to, uh, to Land's End. What, like, and you could just you could put it in neutral and just coast the whole way because it's downhill. <laughs> There's a few hills. Look, this time yesterday, it was Johnny Vegas that was, uh, that was tying us all up uh, with his dinner that he was having last night, his old school Wednesday night supper. Do you remember? His Ooh. spam fritters and his chips and his peas and his Ooh. sweet corn and his bits of bread with it. Uh, we were asking uh, if there was an appropriate retro drink to accompany it last night, and you weren't short of suggestions. You are absolutely fantastic. Uh, my entire Twitter timeline for the whole evening was filled with stuff like Tab Cola and Soda Streams and stuff like that as well. Uh, and he tweeted, because he's a lovely chap, uh, Johnny Vegas, he tweeted at the end of the evening when he was about to have his tea to all Absolute Radio listeners. If you follow us on at, uh, at Absolute Radio, have a look because we'll post up the picture for you. He tweeted a photo of his tea. And I tell you what, spam fritters don't half look good. They look fantastic, as did, the, as did the crinkle cut chips that he had Ooh. with it. But then, after all you guys had come in with your suggestions as to what would be the perfect drink, a celebrity chef joined in as well. That's right. Simon Rimmer, off of Sunday Brunch fame, top celebrity chef, joined the debate about what he thinks would be the perfect retro drink accompaniment. Cream soda is the way forward, according to Simon Rimmer. If you're having your spam fritters and chips tonight, cream soda is what you you need to have with it there you go the home time show on absolute radio the show that deals with the major issues absolute radio they asked for a podcast we told them to do it themselves and here it is the home time podcast with bush and richie so have you tried to improve yourself in any way during lockdown obviously we've had a lot of time on our hands and stuff like that as well but have you decided to like sign up for any lessons or online thing or classes or night school or courses the reason i ask is that uh, yesterday i had a 90 minute chess lesson via skype <laughs> wow and you know what? It's a game changer. I've been trying to learn chess because, uh, I mean, you, you guys know me. I'm a fairly impulsive person. A lot of the times I'll, I'll, I'll do something before I've kind of thought it through properly. And I thought, oh, I'd heard that learning to play chess is a good way to improve your thought process, be a bit more strategic. The thing is, I mean, I love board games, but I'm terrible at them. I, I lose all the time. I'm always last in any of our games that we play. So I thought, I'll learn chess. It's like the classics or whatever. And uh, I did a lesson with this lovely chap called Phil Makepeace. Cracking name. He sounds like a, a detective from the 1970s. <laughs> uh, and he's like a young, cool guy and everything as well. Way cooler than I am. But 90 minutes with him. And I've won two games since then. Uh, so it's doing the trick with chess, I tell you. Now, I take my hat off to you because I have to share with the audience for the 10 weeks that we've been doing these shows in our bedrooms, uh, during the songs and all that kind of stuff, because we're just in our bedrooms, we ain't got too much we can do. You've got your little chess machine that you've been uh, trying to teach yourself chess on and you hadn't won anything. So you have made real progress here. I have genuinely, I was almost in tears because I, I bought this <laughs> like chess board that's got like a little computer in it thingy uh, and I put it on the floor next. I am concentrating, but when the songs are on, I'm playing chess just to try and get better. And I've lost every... And I thought, maybe I'm just too thick. Maybe I'm just well, too thick to learn. And then finally, I've had a breakthrough. I take my hat off to you because at the beginning of the lockdown process, I put my hand up and said, right, uh, whilst we're at home, whilst nothing's going on, I'm going to teach myself proper Italian. Ooh. I don't have anything to tell you i have no i've done nothing i've not signed up to a single course i've not taken a single lesson so my progress has been non-existent yours 
in the meanwhile, fantastic. Well, thank you very much. I do think you'd be quite good at Italian. If you, I reckon if you gave it a go, I think you'd be good at it. Well, because I have the genes in me, yes. I'm, I'm sure That's I would be, is. but uh, I've just done nothing about it. I could, well, I t- although... Although I could take you blindfolded into a coffee shop and then take you blindfolded into my kitchen and you wouldn't know which one you'd come out of if I gave you a coffee. That's a good boy. You can. I mean, you're doing yourself down there. You have, I guess, learned the art of being a barista over this 10-week period. I can't never say that correctly. Is that how you say it? You've got it right now. Getting there. It's taken 10 weeks, but we got, I've taught myself that. So look, we want to hear from you this evening. If you've had lessons for anything, taught yourself something. Maybe you've been on a flight sim and you want to learn how to fly planes. Anything goes tonight. A1215, shout about it. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Andrew is coming out the other side of lockdown, a very learned chap. He says the girlfriend is Hungarian, so Ooh. I've been learning a little bit of that. I'm also trying to get better on the guitar and the basics of brewing. I would suggest, Andrew, that all three of those, wow. very important. It's a party around their house at the moment, that's for sure. Uh, Maisie <laughs> has been learning to do web development and calligraphy as she runs a little craft group, which is fantastic, good for her. That's going to look like a very smart website. Uh, yeah. Samantha, shames me, been continuing to learn my Spanish with my tutor via Messenger, and I haven't even started taking up Italian as I promised. Uh, TJ Shep says he's been learning sign language. And do you know what? Sitting in the mornings, I could do with a cup of coffee with our youngest watching something special with Justin Fletcher on CBeebies. He does a, a type of sign language which sounds like a robot from a Japanese combat movie. Is it called Makaton or something like that? Megadon. Yes, I think that's Something what it's like called, yeah, yeah. And I always think to myself, I could, I'd have a go at sign language. It'd be a fantastic thing to learn, wouldn't it, as well? He's learning that, so that's amazing. Uh, Teresa's joined a sewing class to learn how to quilt. Uh, she's making a square for a Greenwich lockdown quilt that will feature all of the class's work showing what lockdown has meant to each one of us. How cool is that? Lovely. Uh, Varon has bought a 23-kilo bag of bread flour and has taught himself how to make breads. Kneading is very therapeutic, he says. There's a couple of jokes there. He's quite needy. That's the first one. Second one is, I thought he was going to make a massive nugget. Imagine that. That'd be so good. One big nugget. Uh, John in the Midlands says, I picked up an old hobby. I started off lockdown. I bought some Warhammer 40K, uh, which is like a little miniatures war game. And I built and painted some Imperial Knights using YouTube videos. Couldn't believe all the techniques I've picked up since lockdown began. Good going. Uh, Jack says, I've been playing air drums for many years, so I thought it was finally time to buy a drum kit. I've bought five lessons and I can now play along to Bulls on Parade, he says. Great Rage Against the Machine song. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. If you're listening via a podcast right now and you're not listening to this live as it goes out on the show, uh, then obviously at the end of the podcast, we have a closing theme tune, uh, which has been done by the likes of uh, Bill Bailey, uh, Huge Davis, the uh, classical duo duo uh, and we're after a new one right now and we asked if any of you fancied getting in touch and being creative and andrew has done just that and we're going to chat to him right now how are you andrew 
I'm very well, thanks. How are you two? We're good. We're good. We're hanging in there. How are you doing during the lockdown? What what, what job do you do or were doing before all this kind of craziness started, Andrew? Uh, well, I'm usually a bartender. I work down on Regent Street in a pub called The Wigmore, so uh, fairly close to you guys, I think. Oh, wow. And uh, but... I guess you're like sitting, sitting it out during uh, lockdown at the moment, hoping that things are going to get back to normal soon. Yeah, waiting for all the bars to reopen for the good of myself, and I'm sure everyone else is looking forward to getting another drink in. Very much so. Um, what what uh, says the barman um, has in him the ability to uh, make a theme tune for us, Andrew? Well, uh, I'm also, while I'm in lockdown, trying to start a new career as a voice actor or potentially a sound engineer. So I've been learning a lot about the uh, mechanics of how that all works. I've got myself all the uh, the tech set up and uh, I decided that you. I'd have a crack at making a, a jingle for you guys. Fantastic. Well, it's amazing. You, he's got a good voice for it, hasn't he, Rich? You've got, Andrew, you've he got has. that kind of voice where I, I'd be quite happily warned by you about the doors closing on a tube train or being warned that there might be mild battle violence in something I was going to watch on Sky or something like that. He's got oh, a good I'd voice for it. I'd be happy to warn you about anything. <laughs> what, uh, what a fantastically sinister, sinister moment in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why don't you just just before we uh, uh, give you the brief for the uh, the theme tune, uh, just tell us that BBC One's next. Uh, just tell us that EastEnders is next on BBC One. Let's see how that sounds. Up next on BBC One, EastEnders. That's good. I can see four or five people stopping with with canoes like they have on their ident already, <laughs> or people playing basketball. That's amazing. Yeah. So listen, thank you so much. Before obviously tomorrow, you're going to hopefully come back with the the tune that we'll be able to put at the end of our podcast. What instruments will you be using, or what kind? Give us a little sense of what kind of song it might be, Andrew. So I'm thinking something quite rock and roll. I'm not really a much of a musician myself, but I have uh, the software that I can uh, replicate uh, different kinds of instruments, so I can come up with something I'm thinking quite powerful for you guys. Wow. Oh, okay. Yes. That's this show. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to this. All right, well, Andrew, I'll tell you what, we will speak to you same time tomorrow as we close the week. That will be the debut. Uh, I guess we're committing ourselves to whatever you create will be the theme tune. But, uh, yeah, that will be the, de- the debut. Everyone will hear it uh, and be on tomorrow's podcast as well. Now you've got a four-album deal. Well done. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Well, as discussed at the end of the show, um, it's now time for the end of the show podcast theme music. Uh, We are concerned about what is going to happen tomorrow uh, with listener Andrew, but it also means that right now for the final time ever, Huge Davis, I bet he didn't, I bet he didn't expect to be playing for this long. He's had a flipping good run, hasn't he? And he's been a brilliant uh, servant. You know the way someone would put in like 300 performances for a football team would be called a cracking servant? We almost should do a testimonial for Huge Davis. Someone like that, yeah. Do it like a charity game for Huge Davis and raise some money for him. (laughs) Thank you, Huge. You've reached the end of the Home Time Podcast. Yeah, Bush and Richie have finished the show. It's time to talk to a real-life person or wait for the next podcast this time tomorrow.